what is happiness for you, Stephen? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that is an amazing... That is a huge question, isn't it? I know that you also have a good movie recommendation about this. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because funny enough, I don't really think happiness is something that you ever achieve. I think you come close to it. And the closer you come to it, the uh, the better it is for you. But I don't, I don't think like true happiness is something we will ever achieve. You know what I mean? It's like you would just overdose and die. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would just be too, it would be like coming to, going too close to the sun, isn't it? Like just, yeah. yeah. It's there. You can appreciate it. You know, you want to understand more of, of it, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's something that we will fully achieve, but yeah, other people will beg to differ. I think other people might say, I have experienced, you know, what happiness means in its true form. And other people will say, you know, yeah, maybe I haven't quite got there yet, but I can, I can say I've, I've come close. Yeah. Nice. A little bit of philosophy in, uh, in UX maturity as well. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. this, is a, this is a podcast about everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome everyone. This is a UX maturity episode 16. Today we're going to talk about being happy in your role. I'm your co-host Leo. And I'm your co-host Steven. Right, that's a big topic today, Steve. Very, very big topic. Straight in, Lee, I'm going to ask you a question. What Amazing. is happiness to you? You tell me what <laughs> happiness is to you. I mean, I'm straight in there. This is the, the vengeance from the question that I exactly, <laughs> asked you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I, think I, I mean, I, I, quite, I quite like what you said before. I think mm. uh, the, for me, it's also about being uh, accepting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So being being in general happy with how we are and what we are doing in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's a really it's a really hard question, but I think acceptance plays mm-hmm. a very huge part in uh, in happiness for me. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you know you are happy in your role? What yeah. are the signs? I think I think uh yeah it depends a lot from um the the company that I am working with. I think uh th- there are a few things that I always look for when I'm considering a new job. And on top there is always so always similar things such as independence for me is really important and people in general the culture and the values of the company that I'm that I'm going to to work with because with regards to independence I think uh that's what I that that's the kind of thing that makes me want to work for your organization the fact that I have space to really understand what it is that I'm that I'm you know trying to achieve with the company and, and the fact that I can use my skills in the way that works for me to to give my contribution and in terms of people i i don't like toxicity around me i mean who likes that really yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. but the thing is uh i i don't really tolerate it so i i usually like during interviews i usually ask a lot of questions about how they deal with uh, um uh, with different circumstances with conflicts um, and 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 see you know what what I can grasp from there to understand which which kind of people 
which kind of culture the organization has. And then, yeah, it feeds into, into my third one, which is culture. If it's, a, if it's in inclusive, if it's, um, you know, something that um, enriches the people in the company and it doesn't, doesn't create, you know, niches of people that succeed there because of their personalities, but it, it's like a fair and open culture. That's, mm. that's what I mostly look for. What about nice. you? You know what? Everything you said was beautiful. And to be fair, that's probably what I should say. But <laughs> I guess what, <laughs> you can add what, more. <laughs> what makes me happy is basically just waking up in the morning and thinking, not and not thinking, oh God, I'm going to work. That's when I yes. know I'm in, a, I'm in a happy environment. You know, like when I'm not thinking of it too much as a chore, too much as work. That's when I know that, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know, happy in this particular space right now. Because... And that's when that's where everything you said come into play as well, like around the people, the culture, the projects, you know, the freedom that you have to express yourself, you know, and it all comes together to create this, I guess, amazing feeling that kind of makes you want to experience it more and more each day. So I guess that's kind of when I I know that I'm in a I'm in a happy space. And also I know I'm enjoying the work when I'm doing it outside of work hours. You know, like mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I'm 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 starting to work a lot earlier, finishing a lot later. I mean, when it comes to projects, I'm usually quite good at managing my time, so I don't have to be working past the designated hours. But when I find myself working earlier, later, or sometimes even during the weekends, I know that I'm fully invested in this. You know, and and and, and I'm enjoying it. So that's usually the science for me. Yeah, I mean, if you do that because you want to, not because you yeah, need to. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Uh, that I I agree. This is a really good signal, and also I think for me it's related to when I I want to do a little extra, not in, not uh, particularly in terms of time, but also yeah. in terms of um, tasks or activities. Yeah. Like you know, during my day to day job, I do. Um, I I do like a certain set or a set of acti activities, but what when when I find myself thinking, what can I do to add value apart from my responsibilities? That means that I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing because I I'm thinking how can I I can I do more? You know how can I contribute in a better way? So maybe I write an article about something. Maybe uh, you know I propose new ideas or talk talk an event uh, you know stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's it's a strange thing i mean okay here's a question for you when and this might be a bit of a tricky question i'm tr i promise you i'm not trying to set you up but <laughs> when, <laughs> when was trap. the last <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> when was the last time you felt like the most happiest in a row hmm i think i'm i'm quite happy where i am at the moment Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying it because I don't want you know, <laughs> negative repercussions on me. So, so if my manager is listening to this, you know, he can rest assured. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel quite happy because, well, I have a lot of independence, yeah. and I know that I'm surrounded by people who believe in very similar values than my current values. Yeah, my own values. So it's it's really 
Like I think I think yeah, as you said, I I wake up in the morning and I want to go to my to the office and yeah, um, well, remote office now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, and, and turn on the computer and just uh, crack on with stuff because it it can be a, it, I'm I'm feeling passionate about it. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, I think last time is probably <laughs> today, <laughs> and may, maybe maybe the second time I've been really happy. Um, the second time I was really happy was when I when I had my first job in uh, product design in mm. uh, in London, and and it was in a startup. So I kind of felt a lot the startup tech vibe that for me it was just something fantastic. I don't know, like something from from a TV series. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that it was exactly like this in real the real world. I was just. Uh, romanticizing about it a lot and then when i was there i was like oh my god this is you know this is true we're having beers on friday there <laughs> there are all these <laughs> activities <laughs> and uh you know you have hack days and i feel so much like you know in a in a startup <laughs> series <laughs> and uh it felt a lot like playing yeah so what do you think what do you think if i say if i'm happy about my job is because it feels like playing i think that's an amazing answer because that's what it's supposed to feel like right it's a, it doesn't it's not supposed to feel like work because that's when people get tired they yeah. get bored they don't want to come to work they don't want to give their all you know because it just feels like work but when you're playing you're invested you give your all you're happy you're engaged you're more open to different things you know so there's a hundred percent like yeah i think that's the right answer for sure what would you say are the um, top three qualities that a company should um, think about when they want to attract talents and nurture them to to let to help them to stay happy? Oh, ah, oh, man. The the short answer to that is I don't know. <laughs> I can I I really don't know because it differs. There's just too many different types of companies out there, and how a startup maybe in um i don't know i mean again i guess then again now things are changing i was gonna say in finance but you've got companies like monzo who kind of have at least from the outside anyway like a very playful culture but um yeah i think it just depends on the company some companies i think maybe the playful nature just doesn't work well for them and it's not a bad thing it's just a different environment it requires a different type of behavior uh, and for other companies you get the most out of your kind of employees when they feel most comfortable and maybe that's when that play element comes in um, in terms of the three things to look for i think the first thing is not so much what you look for it's just making sure that 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 environment fits both parties you know like because you might be after a particular type of person but if that person doesn't feel that environment is good for them then you might have issues down the line right so you want to make sure that that person coming in sees your sees that environment appreciates it and basically is aligned with what it is you're trying to achieve because i think that makes it a lot easier rather than just one person kind of having a different view and another person having a different view and then yeah it, it becomes an issue down the line so the first thing i would say is just make sure you're both aligned on the environment um the second thing i would say is understand where i guess the person's trying to go you know and make it clear that you know you what you do have things in place to help them achieve those things even if it means outside of their immediate environment or outside of that company right 
I think people appreciate that. People are usually on a journey. You know, they have plans, they have dreams, they have goals that they want to accomplish. And if companies help them do that, you know, I think you get the best out of them through that process as well because they appreciate the help that you're bringing forth. Um, the third thing I would say is trust. I would, you know, mm. trust trust them. You know, it's people are gonna make mistakes. Like people are scared to trust people because of mistakes and the, you know impacts they it, it may cause. But I think ultimately, if you want to get the best out of people, you have to trust them. You have to allow them to make certain amount of mistakes. You have to allow them to kind of explore their, their their freedom a little bit, you know, and that's one way of getting an incredible amount out of them and also building a good relationship. So I think trust is also a key thing for sure. So yeah, here are my three uneducated <laughs> opinions. Of, yeah, of I love thing. it. <laughs> and if but, I, if I, yeah, if I can add to, to what you said, especially your second and third point, I think uh, something really important that I appreciate a lot in companies is, wh- is when they support you um, throughout your career journey. Like they really understand where you want to go. And it can be also that you don't that you don't see your future in that particular company, but it's, it's just a step in your career. You know, people, especially in the in the tech industry, they change jobs a lot. Yeah, we know we know that we know exactly. that people are not going to stick around for a long time. Exactly. But in, in, in some companies, this is a little bit of a taboo. You don't really mm. talk about it. You pretend that you're going to stay there forever. Yeah. And they kind of want you to stay there forever. Yeah. Uh, but what I really appreciate is when a company um, understands you as an individual and, and the, the path that you're going through and supports you to, to reach that, uh, that goal. And this is, I think it makes a huge difference because it, it tells you that they are interested in growing you as an individual, not only to uh, to make a contribution to the company, but also to keep you interested in the design industry. And you know, and at one point you you might you might encounter the same people that were at that company and work with them again. And this is this is way more important than just you know sticking around as long as possible at a company. Completely agree. You know, yeah. and and then and then if you if you if you do that right, you end up having people in your team who really see the value of staying there and then in the end the contribution that they give is is really you know really important yeah completely agree completely agree and i think sometimes companies maybe the smaller ones they're a little bit hesitant to put a lot of kind of support and effort into their employees because they feel you know when the time comes somebody else another company else you know will benefit from that whole um i guess process or you know um effort but the reality is if that person felt supported felt loved you know felt like you were really in support of what they were trying to achieve you know they're going to talk to their friends about it they're going to talk to their families about it and especially in our industry it's a very small world man you know it may not be that person who stays in your company and provides the value that you want but maybe somebody else that they speak to might go, actually, that's the kind of environment I want to be. And they might even bring more value, you know? So I think we kind of also have to look at it. And obviously, I'm not saying do it just because, you know, people are going to speak positively about you. But I think genuinely, when people feel like you care about them and their goals and their dreams, you tend to get the best out of them. And But if you don't necessarily get the best directly from them, indirectly, you do get your rewards as well. So, yeah. From your perspective... 
I guess what is one what is the one thing that and this is a I don't know maybe like a, a bit of a tough question but what is the one thing that you are currently experiencing in your in your current role that you weren't in previous roles um I think since since the first time that I actually I mean I'm in the role I am right now mm-hmm. there are probably a lot of things that I'm experiencing that are <laughs> that are different uh but one thing that makes me happy is seeing the impact of my team mm. when you move in a in a leadership position you don't produce a lot of design yourself yeah you design different things you design processes you take care of your team you empower people in your team to actually um reach their potential mm-hmm. and together make a stronger impact impact so what makes me happy right now is when I see that there is a synergy in the team and mm-hmm. and the people in the team together can make a way larger impact than the impact that I could make alone. Absolutely. And that that's something really cool, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. No, complete. Yeah, that, that sounds great. That sounds great. And do, do you find that being in that role, is it more work or is it less work for you? Like it's more was... work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I really, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. But you know, the the kind of misconception that you have at the beginning, or you know, managers don't do anything. They just <laughs> <laughs> talk, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is not true. <laughs> That's, there is a lot of work that yeah. you know that, that you have to do. It's, yeah, a hundred percent. What do you think? Oh yeah, I think being a manager is probably one of the hardest. Or, as in a UX or um, product manager is um, product design manager. I think it's one of the hardest roles because uh, we've touched on this a few times in other episodes where we're talking about you have to wear different hats, you have to manage different personalities, you have to have an overall view of the team to ensure that you know there's a right balance, Um, not just in terms of skill but in terms of like emotional you know requirements. Um, There's you know you also have to have that kind of close relationship with each one of them, right? Because you want to understand, you know, that how they are, you know, how they're feeling, how they're progressing, making sure that they're, they're happy, if there are ways in which you can help, you know? So it's, it's a lot going on. I remember one of my previous managers said to me, when I first became a manager, she said to me, there'll be ways, there'll be days where, you know, you finish work and you are absolutely exhausted but you can't tell anybody like you, you know you, you can't actually put your finger on what it is that you did that day <laughs> you know and it was so true like that's exactly what it is being a manager sometimes even just having certain types of conversations going back and forth in meetings you know reviewing work putting together processes to you is just normal stuff especially if you're coming directly from an IC position where you're used to creating designs you're looking at these you know this you know, creating processes as oh, this is just normal stuff. But the reality is it all contributes and it is a lot of work because now you're responsible for a whole group of people. It's not just you anymore, right? Like you are accountable, directly accountable. Yeah. And that also comes with its pressures as well. So no, 100%, I think it's a tough, it's a tough role for sure. Yeah. And just as a disclaimer, when I said one of the toughest roles I'm talking about within the design industry, not like... <laughs> <laughs> not in general. <laughs> not in the world. <laughs> not are... consider, considering <laughs> surgeons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, there's far more tougher roles out there for sure. Yeah. Um, what would you say someone, if if they they asked you, how do I 
how do I stay happy? How do I keep being motivated in my job? Oof. Another tough question. See, a part of me feels like if you enjoy what you do and you enjoy the environment, that question doesn't even come up. Right? Like when the moment you start thinking like that, maybe you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're it's it's yeah, it's just no longer the place for you. Because you know, I don't know. I mean, I I'm a, a big lover of football, right? I I if I could play football for a living, I would. I love it that much, right? And I'm pretty sure that there are football players who never sit down and question, you know, how do I keep motivated about you know about this game or do you know what I mean? Like they, they, it doesn't even cross their mind because as far as they're concerned, they're doing what they love, you know, that like day in, day out. And being a footballer is hard. It's not easy. Like you have to train every single day for a ridiculous amount of hours. Yeah. You're playing games. You're taking all sorts of abuse from, from supporters. You know, you have <laughs> this, you become this role model that you never asked for, you know, so it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, you know, with being a footballer, but yet, they're still willing to subject themselves to this. You know, why? Because they love it. And it never crosses their mind to give up or ask themselves, you know, how do I stay motivated? Because it's what they love, you know? So I genuinely believe if it's the place for you and you're doing what you love, I think that question doesn't even come up. As soon as that comes up, maybe it's time to reevaluate your options for sure. How how would you go to reevaluate that, um, the, the options? I, I, again, I could be completely wrong. I'm just saying how I would approach it. But I <laughs> yeah. think it starts with self-reflection, mm, you know, trying to figure point. out what makes you, you know, um, happy or, um, you know, what kind of environment do you want to be in? What kind of work do you want to do? What kind of projects do you want to work on? What type of people do you want to be around? Do you know what I mean? So I think it starts it starts there with, with self-reflection. And then hopefully that will start to give you an idea of what the next steps should be for you. And of course, also, if you have people in your circle that you trust, talk to them, be vulnerable, have conversations with them, you know, get their perspective on things as well. Because um, you can only get good solutions from being vulnerable. You know, if you're, if you're guarded and you're not being open, you might get, you know, um, advice that may not be good for you because people can only operate on what you tell them or what you show them. So if you're honest and vulnerable, you tend to get good guidance from that. Such a good point. I'm also a big fan, like really big fan of self-reflection yeah. because uh, it's something that felt a lot. Um, I, I always felt really insecure to face things, <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, uh, where I wanted to go. But as soon as I started, that, that is actually when my career started to accelerate in, in terms of growth. Yeah, and uh, I think being really aware of what you want, yeah, and what kind of values you have as a as a human, as an individual, yeah, that it plays a very important role, especially when you when you select companies. You know, at the beginning of your career, you have the tendency to just validate the fact that you are a designer. Yeah. So how do how you do that? You just apply to a lot of companies and. The first one that gives you an offer, then you accept <laughs> it. That's that's it, you know. And then you're like, okay, I'm a real designer because people are paying me for designing <laughs> things. And that's good. That feels good. Uh, but after a while, that approach doesn't really, doesn't really work anymore because yeah. then 
you end up working in a company that you don't share values with yeah and uh, you don't know how you can apply your strengths and how you can uh, improve your weaknesses if you want to um because they like the environment doesn't really reflect to what you are looking for so that's when actually self reflecting in on a regular basis plays a huge role because you actually you're more aware of everything going on about what you want and how you want to how you want to grow where you want to go yeah and and that helps you a lot selecting the companies that yeah you know that they're more um, indicated for for you agreed agreed and to be to be um um to be fair i think sometimes we don't always have um the privilege of doing the things that we love right and yeah. a lot of us are in roles because it pays the bills <laughs> you know it yeah. is what it is but i think in that situation it's a little bit different in the sense that ultimately if you're in a role that you don't necessarily love it's basically a means to an end right you're doing it to do something else and i think one way you can keep yourself motivated in that situation is if you keep your focus on your goal and what it is that you're trying to achieve whether it's a year two years five years from now and just kind of look at that role that you're in as a as a vehicle to get you there right um i think that that is a good way to um to kind of motivate yourself a little bit it will never be the same level of motivation as doing something that you love but if you're in a position where you're doing something that you don't necessarily love but you like or you know you appreciate it i think just keeping an eye on the bigger picture kind of helps gets you through you know the day but um yeah and just hopefully you can find something that you love, you know, that you enjoy doing. The opportunity will always come, you know, it yeah. will always come for you to do what you love. Sometimes we get scared, so we don't make that jump, but the opportunity always presents itself. Always, always, always. And also, even if you're in a role that you don't necessarily love, do your best. You know, don't cheat yourself by not performing at your best level because ultimately you're cheating yourself. You're not, you know, you're not hurting anybody else but yourself. Because ultimately, you want to make sure that when that time comes and you're making that jump to do something that you love, that you're in tip-top condition, you know, and you haven't slacked along the way. But if you're in a row and you don't like it, so you think, oh, I'm just going to drag my feet. I'm not going to put my no effort in. You know, I'm just going to, you know, cheat and lie my way through. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's not how the world works. And you're not, you don't get rewarded through that level, that type of behavior. So do your best in all given situations and opportunities will come. And when they do come, be a little bit brave and take that jump because <laughs> it's worth it, man. It's worth it for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree when you say it's a, uh, it doesn't like you don't have to let your job define who you are. Exactly. And uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't see yourself doing these, then there will be opportunities for change. And that doesn't mean that you have to be completely invested in your in your job because this is the way that you can reach happiness, right? You yeah, might exactly. be happy doing other things. Exactly. And uh, and working is just something that you know pays the bill, as you said. So that that's totally totally fair, totally fine. But being open to really like asking ask yourself what you want to do, and uh, how how to to get there is probably probably the way to go. Yeah, hundred percent. And and do and work towards it. You know, don't yeah. <laughs> don't don't just yeah. sit there and say, oh, I have a dream of becoming a footballer, but. I have to do this job because I can't like work towards it. You know, if yeah. you want to become a product designer, take some short courses, you know, yeah. um, way easier YouTube than videos. becoming a footballer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, watch YouTube videos. Like, do something that will help, you know, expedite that opportunity for you. Because you just having a dream without any action, you might as well be sleeping. Like, there's, nothing's going to happen, <laughs> you know? So yeah. you, you have to put something forward. You have to do your bit. And then the universe will conspire to make sure it happens for you. That's just how life works. It's all about balance, man. You know? So, yeah. I feel, I feel like we can finish on this sentence. It was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> pretty impactful. <laughs> Again, these are just all my opinions. I have done no research on it. So feel free to say Steve Love is it. talking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can let us know what you, what you think about this on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. as, as we say as we say all the time we have a twitter account it's ux underscore maturity yeah uh and uh and um uh, a new website uh, uh by the way there is going to be new content on the website so definitely keep an eye out uh it's not a promise that i'm making right now because uh, we need to <laughs> <laughs> we we can it's it's some sort of anticipation of a promise let's put it that way <laughs> but we will we will need some time but yeah in the meantime feel free to check it out it's uh, uxmaturitypodcast.com uh, there is also a way to to donate us a coffee which is always appreciated and uh, yeah so thank you very much for listening this was episode 16 we have uh, now three episodes to go uh, so the 20th episode is going to be the last one of season one then we are going to four episodes take... to go. yeah four. Four... oh yeah true four <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Ma- Matt has never been my forte. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's so why I you're think... an excellent creative, mate. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's my my creative mind. Who said that? <laughs> you know, 20 minus 16 is, is four. <laughs> it can be. Anyway. It can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So thank you. We are going to take... Um, uh, a small break after after season one but it's going to be small don't worry we are not gonna abandon you <laughs> and uh, ju- just to just to work on new ideas uh, but we are gonna give you more information at the last episode so in the meantime thank you everyone for listening and also thank you for the new listeners from two new countries which are Morocco and Belgium so hello people from Morocco and Belgium hello hello <laughs> and uh, we'll see we'll see you next uh, next time take care bye bye